Join us now for Health for Life, brought to you by Hamilton Healthcare System. Today, we're talking with Dr. Hector Duran of Hamilton Vascular Center. They have two locations, one in the Medical Arts Building on Burleson Road in Dalton, and the other one inside Hamilton Physician Group, Murray Campus, on G.I. Maddox Parkway in Chatsworth. Thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Duran. Glad to be here, Bobby. Dr. Duran is a board-certified vascular surgeon, and he is bilingual, speaks both English and Spanish. Dr. Duran, today we're going to be talking about peripheral vascular disease. What exactly is peripheral vascular disease? So peripheral vascular disease, or otherwise known as PAD or PVD for peripheral artery disease or peripheral vascular disease, they mm-hmm. both are you know synonymous. Um, it basically is plaque buildup uh, within the blood vessels that carry oxygenated blood from the heart to the tissues. And when you get blockages in those arteries, it reduces the uh, size of the blood vessel, therefore limiting how much oxygenated blood can get to these tissues. And depending on the severity of it and the location of it, it can cause different symptoms or, you know, the the severity of it can be different as well. Well, now, are there some people that are more at risk for getting peripheral vascular disease than other folks? Well, sure. You know, we oftentimes talk about the four main pillars of peripheral vascular disease, which are smoking, high blood pressure, diabetes, cholesterol. Uh, there also is a history of vascular surgery, so so people, it can run in families. Um, certainly being overweight and inactive. Well, I got all inactive. that stuff. I got all that stuff. <laughs> and, and the honesty is that, you know, most people, if they live long enough, are going to have some degree of peripheral vascular disease. Oh, is that right? Um, and, and so... It really depends on the severity of the peripheral vascular disease as to whether it's causing symptoms or not and whether you need to see us or not. Well, now, when you talk about symptoms, our audience needs to know what are some of the symptoms of peripheral vascular disease? So the most common symptoms, you know, that that people come and see us about are, you know, involve the lower extremities, the legs. And and what they see is either numbness or or weakness in the feet. Sometimes uh, they will lose the hair on on their legs. Um, that is a, a sign of uh, poor circulation um, because you no longer have the oxygenated blood to grow the hair on the feet. Um, if someone has a wound on their foot that is taking a very long time to heal, uh, that certainly can be an indicator of peripheral vascular disease. And, and that is primarily in the lower extremities. Now, when we talk about peripheral vascular disease, it can occur you know, in different parts of the body. And so, for example, when it occurs in the carotid arteries, which are the two main arteries that feed the blood up to the brain, then it is responsible for stroke. And then when it occurs in the lower extremities, uh, then that's when generally it causes uh, either weakness or pain in the lower extremities or wounds that won't heal. And then the other thing to keep in mind with this is that peripheral vascular disease and coronary artery disease go hand in hand. And so in other words, uh, you can't really have one without the other. And so if you have a history of coronary artery disease where your cardiologist has had to perform some type of intervention, you know, a stent in your heart or something like that, that is a sure sign that you have a certain degree of peripheral vascular disease and should be under the care of a vascular surgeon as well. Are there tests to find out if you have peripheral vascular disease? 
Sure. So the, the, you know, the there are different modalities depending on on the severity of the disease. Uh, obviously, you know when you come in and see us, um, you know we'll perform a full vascular exam on you, and, and that is looking for some of those signs that we talked about. For example, loss of hair uh, on the lower extremities, uh, thickening of the nails. Also, uh, we'll check for pulses. Uh, is this and, like an ultrasound test? No, this is physical exam. A we, physical we, exam. Yeah, okay. we we start off with the physical exam. So there there are certain locations in the body where we can actually feel the pulses in your in, in a person. And so uh, when we don't feel those pulses, uh, then that alerts us that you know there quite possibly be some blockage that's prohibiting us from feeling the pulse. Then is when we move on to more advanced studies when the physical exam tells us that you know that there is something going on there now what are some of these advanced studies so if i went to see you and you check maybe pulse in my ankle Mm-hmm. And, and I, you weren't hearing or feeling what you thought you should, what would you do next? Yeah, so then we would probably uh, refer you to our vascular lab. So a vascular lab is an ultrasound test that uh, it resides in our offices, in both offices. We have vascular technologists that perform these tests, and then uh, Dr. Hartley and myself interpret the test. And, and what they do is they put an ultrasound probe onto the body over the overlying these blood vessels and they're able to actually look inside of the blood vessels uh, similar to an ultrasound when you're you know they're doing a an ultrasound for a baby mm-hmm. and they can see the baby in the in the mother's womb we're able to see the plaque build up within the arteries and, and so the ultrasound text can give us a very accurate description of how much plaque is in there but then it also uh, they will measure the blood flow in the body. And, and so in other words, and this is what I often tell patients, when blood flow is measured in how quickly blood flows through an artery, and the quicker it flows through an artery, which is kind of counterintuitive, uh, it means that there's more blockage. So in other words, if you were to put your finger over a water hose, the more you put your finger over the end of that water hose, the water shoots out faster. But there's less volume. There's less of it. Correct. There's less volume, yeah. but there's but it travels at a higher speed. And both of those so, are bad. Correct. And so what we do is we measure the blood flow. So we look at the artery. We can see that there's plaque in there, and then we determine how much that plaque is altering the blood flow by measuring the velocity of the blood, how quickly it's passing through there, and how much blood is passing through there. And then we can quantify how bad your vascular disease is. What people need to understand is, you know, as you get older, you're going to have a certain degree of peripheral vascular disease. Not all peripheral vascular disease needs to be treated. So in other words, you can have peripheral vascular disease that we follow, that we monitor, that we make sure that we catch before it turns into a problem for you. It doesn't necessarily mean that if you come to see us and we detect that you have peripheral vascular disease, that we're going to sign you up to do you know, some kind of invasive study or something like that. Uh, we're really there to monitor your peripheral vascular disease mm-hmm. as you get older and make sure that we catch it and fix it before it turns into a bigger problem for you. Now, uh, to treat 
peripheral vascular disease. Uh, what are the medications, or are there medications? Does it go straight to surgery? How, how do you treat this? The primary treatment of, of peripheral vascular disease is, is not surgery. There is a wide range, and it starts off with, first of all, curtailing those risk factors that we talked about in the very beginning. So in other words, if you're a smoker, you know, you're going to hear from me incessantly that you need to quit smoking. Right. That that, that is the number one priority in, in my eyes as to, you know— uh, I mean, getting, this is preventative. Your disease turned around, correct? Yeah, stop smoking. I understand. And, and so, you know, that's that's obviously number one. Uh, if your blood pressure is high, we need to get your blood pressure under control. If your cholesterol is high, we need to get that under control. If your glucose is high, meaning you're diabetic, your A1C needs to be below seven. And so all those four are the main contributors to the disease. So the first step would obviously be let's control all four of those things. Secondarily, we will put you on an exercise program. Exercise, even when you have peripheral vascular disease and you have less blood flow going to your muscles, exercise programs actually help because what they do is they stimulate the body to produce what's called collateral circulation. Collateral circulation are smaller blood vessels that the body develops to go around areas of blockage because your muscles are telling your brain, we need more blood down here. And so the only way to do that is to is through a regimented exercise program. There are some medications such as antiplatelet drugs. Um, those drugs can help to, if you have plaque within your artery, atherosclerosis, it can help to stabilize that plaque um, and it can also prevent it from from getting worse. Then once the medications and and all exercise and and controlling the, the risk factors goes down, then we start talking about things like arteriograms. Arteriograms are procedures. Uh, I don't really like to refer to them as surgery because we're not really making any incisions, but these are akin to a heart cath, for example. So when people go and get a heart cath, the cardiologists are able to put little catheters and wires and things through a small little straw that we insert in the groin area, and we're able to fix the arteries. So in other words, navigate through the body, get to the problem part of the artery, and then from there, we're able to shave out the plaque. We're able to retrieve some of that plaque from within the artery. We are able to balloon the artery. Sometimes we even put stents in the artery. Uh, there's a whole new class of balloons and stents that are what we call drug eluding balloons and stents. Um, and what they do is that they have a special medication that's put onto the balloon or put onto the stent so that we are treating the plaque locally, where it happens. So where the problem is, is where the drug is being delivered by us. And oftentimes we're able to improve the circulation right away mm-hmm. and, um, and get things better. Oftentimes, if people wait too long, what happens is that the circulation becomes too obstructed. So in other words, you get into complete blockages of arteries. Oh. And, and in those cases, you know, obviously the consequences are worse. Um, but that oftentimes, the, the, the repair of that oftentimes is, is more dramatic as well. And so that's when we really start to talk about surgery as far as replacing blood vessels. So we're able to go into the body and we have a variety of uh, tools that we can use anywhere from prosthetic grafts to cadaver veins. And we are able to bypass around areas of blockage. 
So if we're not able to get through these blockages with balloons and wires and stents and things, then we literally go in there we, and we sew a conduit onto the artery where the circulation is good. We tunnel it around the circulation that's blocked and we put it in down below. Oh, man. I'll tell you, um, that just sounds like a fascinating surgery. <laughs> And this is. is you do these things every day. Every day. Why? In fact, you have surgery today. I do. When we get through I here. I do. Wow, that is something. I am so glad you came in. Thank you so much for for joining us today. These are great things to know. We appreciate you coming and being on the show, Dr. Drawn. Thank you very much, Bobby. For more information or an appointment at Hamilton Vascular Center in Dalton, call 706-259-3336. For an appointment at the Chatsworth office, call 706-686-8090-8090. You can also visit hamiltonhealth.com slash vascular to learn more. This program in no way seeks to diagnose or treat illness or to replace professional medical care. Please see your health care provider if you have a health problem. Thank you for listening to Health for Life, a presentation of Hamilton Healthcare System. 